Welcome to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And wow, I am so excited to have you here. On, on Dental Wealth Nation, we help you build an amazing life of significance so you can take even better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really change the world for the better. But to do that, to do that well, you got to make sure you're getting paid for all the work that you do in your dental practice. And that's why I'm so excited to have Anne-Marie Fowler here, Failer here today to really share with us how you can solve your accounts receivable problems. And by the end of our conversation today, you're going to know how to reclaim that time in your life so you can get your staff back to working with patients one-on-one -on -one instead of being on hold with an insurance company. You're going to have insights into the outsourcing process of insurance versus doing it in-house. And you're really going to have some tools to decide which is right for you and makes the most sense for your practice. But most of all, you're going to have confidence with your outsourcing decisions and you're going to be able to know if this is right for you, if it's a solution you should explore. So Anne-Marie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. Hey, so excited to, to have this conversation with you today. And so tell us just a little bit about your background and, and how you got started doing what you're doing. Okay. So I am uh, a single mom. I've got uh, four kiddos that are at the house with me and I've always been a work out of the home kind of mom. Um, I've been doing billing for almost two decades now. I started in the medical field working at a hospital and uh, then I moved to an office and um then I took a little bit of time off to uh, spend time with my children. And when I returned, I decided that medical was not really my passion any longer. Um, ICD-10s had come out, which are a little difficult to deal with. And so I uh, found my way into dental and mastered it and love it and never turned back. Um, I uh, worked in billing for a while and uh, for a remote company and I was working 60 or 70 hours a week and really just not spending time with my children and, and missing all of the important things that um, moms should be able to do. And so I decided to leave the company that I love so much and start my own company that I love even more. Oh, how exciting. And that company, of course, is 360 dental billing and you know you mentioned the kind of the transition away from from medical you got a little tired with that and i and then you know taking up a lot of your time and then you mentioned you stumbled into dental and you really love dental what do you love about the the dental world um so from a billing perspective um dental billing is really um for me, it's very easy to get it taken care of, to get it paid for. It's very, um, there's not a thousand codes like there are with, with medical. And so it's very streamlined and it, it's not as gray as medical can be. It's very black and white. Okay. All right. So kind of a lot more clarity just in terms of the, the billing simplicity with the codes. And I, I, I'm sure when some of our listeners listen to you say it's it's easy, they're going, oh my gosh, I wish billing was easy. I guess we all have our niche. Um, I'm sure a dentist thinks that dentistry is easy and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe that dentistry is easy. Yeah. So, you know, in, in kind of the, the practices that you work with, what are some of the issues that you see coming up with the, the billing, with the, the doctors and practices that you're engaged with? I would say probably the biggest issue with an in-house employee is that they are typically going to be pulled away from billing in order to handle in-house things. Um, you know, fires are 
they come up in offices and they're the ones that are going to get the most attention. If you have an in-house employee who is working on your billing and you have someone at the front desk that's going to be out, they're going to get pulled to the front desk um, or somebody in the back who's out, they're going to get pulled to the back. And so your focus then gets pulled away from your billing and it just sits. Um, and with the billing sitting, then collection rates go down and AR goes up and you know, that you're, your bottom line is definitely going to be impacted that way. Okay. So, so it's really kind of that, that, you know, the, that staff person being divided among all those tasks and not being able to, to focus fully on billing and more important, the collections and, and bringing in the, the money for the work that you've done in your practice. That's right. It's um, in my experience, it's very easy for doctors to grab the person that's there in the, in the room and the person who's available. And, um, you know, if you're not sitting at the front desk, uh, specifically dealing with a patient, then you might be considered more available than the person at the front desk. Um, and really the way that the practice runs and the way that you can continue to run the practice is by allowing your billing person to do billing. And, um, that in a, in a practice, in my experience, that's just, it just doesn't happen all the time. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's actually kind of walk through what some of those different options for billing are, right? We, we talked about, you can have an in-house person mm -hmm. doing billing for you, someone whose, you know, attention is, is being split and, you know, all over the place. You can also probably hire, you know, someone to do full-time billing for your practice. Is that an option also? It is. Um, someone can do full-time if you hire someone who is going to be a, a W-2 employee, they would still be in the office. Um, typically, someone who is a W-2 employee is going to have to um, take vacation. If they're a woman or a man young enough, they may have maternity or paternity leave, benefits, um, taxes that you have to pay. Those are all still things that you're going to have to pay someone. Um, or you can hire somebody to do a contract um, like 360 dental billing and we do it remotely um, without all of those extras. Gotcha. So, so those are really kind of the three options in with dealing with, with billing. It's right. Have your in-house person who's doing it part-time, have an in-house person doing it full-time or outsourcing the billing. Those, those are really kind of our options when we look at this then. Yes. Okay. So, you know, walk us through a little bit about, you know, the remote billing versus in-house billing. What are some pros and cons of, of each one? Like I uh, mentioned with the in-house person who's either full-time or part-time, um, there are additional costs that are going to be affiliated with that person. Um, with an in-house person, in addition to possibly being pulled away for other tasks, there's also vacation time. There is sick days. There are, you know, weather days or office closure days or any other number of things that come up with having being a person, being a human, you know, things come up and um, your practice, every time that happens, every time that person is pulled away from his or her duties, that um, accounts receivable is being neglected. Um, the good thing about outsourcing your dental billing is that you don't have to pay all of the overhead that comes with an in-house W-2 employee. And we also have a team of billers working. So when your office is on vacation, we're still here working. When your practice closes because there was a crazy snowstorm that came out of nowhere, we're still here working. Uh, we're still making those calls. We're still getting your claims paid. We're still doing appeals. And if 
as your biller, I go on vacation, I have a backup biller who can cover me. Or if that backup biller is also on vacation, I have a backup biller for that person. So we have an entire team behind your practice. Okay, so so really kind of going the outsourcing route, right? It allows you to have a, a team of people who are not on your payroll. These are contract providers who are contracted to do billing as opposed to a W-2 employee then. Yeah, and the other thing is, is that um, we are specialized in our field. You know, we know the ins and outs of insurance. We know what's going to be paid and what's not going to be paid. We know when codes are going to be changing or when insurance companies are requiring different things on there. We can help keep the practice apprised of that information because billing is our niche. And when you have someone who's in the front office, they typically have been at some at some point they've been on the job trained so the person their training is only as good as the person who trained them um, where we have a team of people who are um, constantly bouncing things off of each other we're constantly um, finding new information updating each other um, keeping each other apprised and also keeping our practices apprised preemptively. We don't want there to be a time where a practice is coming back to us a month later and saying, hey, these codes aren't being covered. We've already got that covered because we knew about it two months ago. In your practice, that email that came through two months ago may slip in the cracks. Yeah, no, so, so, so true. And right for, for our listeners, and we've got several people watching the, the live stream. If you've got some questions, type them in below. We'd be happy to, to bring those to Anne Marie, happy to, to serve you and answer those questions. So, so type those in the chat. If you're enjoying this, tell us you, you want more. But, you know, I, I love as you're, you're talking, Anne Marie, because what you're focused on is, is really so much bigger than, than just billing, right? You're talking about having the right team members do the right thing and really being able to focus on what they're good at. And this is such a fundamental concept, right? I'm part of a lot of mastermind groups. I do a lot of business coaching. And that's one of the key themes you hear from all the top business leaders out there is find what you're good at and then delegate everything else, right? Get it out of the way so that you can focus, as Dan Sullivan, the famous business coach says, focus on your unique ability. And that's really what outsourcing does is it allows you to have a team of experts who can deal with that part of the business that maybe you're not so good at and that your staff isn't so good at. Absolutely. Outsourcing actually allows you to get back to what you're good at. Um, you would never ask your front desk to go clean one of your patient's teeth unless they are a hygienist. Um, you, you really just want people to do what they're good at. And if people are in roles that they don't love or if they're in roles that they don't excel in, finding a role that works for them is really going to be beneficial for you and for your practice. Yeah. Now, now, like most things, I, I'm guessing there's certain practices or, 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 or people or doctors that this may not be right for. So let's talk about that first. Right. Who, who would outsource billing not be a good fit for? Oddly enough, in 2021, there are still practices that are not digital. They don't have digital images. They don't have digital charting. Um, they're still very pen and paper, and we would not be a good fit for them. Um, we want to be able to um, have a biller in your software anytime during the day or the evening. We want to take as much off of the practice as possible without having to get additional information. If I'm doing a claim, I don't want to have to call the office and say, hey, can you send me an x-ray for this patient? We want to be able to pull that information and take off as much as possible. And so the, um, the practices who aren't digital, it just 
it just isn't efficient for the practice or for us. We want this to be a very good, mutually beneficial relationship. Um, and then other practices, and, and these are things that can actually be improved upon, but if there is no one to communicate with 360 Dental Billing, then that relationship wouldn't really work because that is really one of the number one things um, for to make a successful relationship between us and our practice is communication. And if we have um, an office manager or a um, front desk staff who just isn't able to communicate with us, the relationship is definitely going to be um, affected by that. Okay, excellent. So, so really the, those practices where, you know, like maybe you haven't quite been ready to, to make the move for digital because of that lack of communication piece, it's a lot harder to, to do that remote billing. So, so let's dive into who this is right for. Who does this make sense for? There are so many practices that it makes sense for. If you are a brand new practice, you're opening up your door tomorrow. It makes sense for you because you can start uh, with remote billing from the very beginning and let your staff really focus on making that client base and making that patient base stick. Um, and then all the way up to practices that have multiple locations with multiple doctors. Um, you know, if you have 10 or 15 locations, we still have the staff available to help with those as well. Um, and everything in between, you know, if it's a small practice or a large practice, one provider or 15 providers, we have a team available to help with that. Okay, excellent. Now, at 360 Dental Billing, Anne-Marie, you're doing more than, than just billing. What, what are some of the other services that you can help doctors outsource and get off their plate so that they can really reclaim their time so that they can build that amazing practice of their dreams and live that amazing life of significance? So for us, when we say that we're, um, we want to be your complete dental uh, billing solution, we really do mean that. We want to be coverage for you for three and 60 degrees. Um, we, our, our base plan includes um, sending claims with any attachments or narratives. We also post any insurance payments, um, accurately post adjustments, and then um, work aging reports. So any outstanding aging reports, um, all of the appeals that need to be done, no pays, rejections, all of that is done with our base contract. We also ask um, or offer rather some premium services. Um, we know that some practices never do predeterminations and some practices do predeterminations for everything. Um, so we are able to take that off of your plate by sending those out, following through and making sure that that's updated. We also are able to enter fee schedules to make sure that your system is as up to date as possible. Um, we do some uh, patient billing where we're able to contact patients on your behalf. Um, a really neat feature of that is that whenever we call out on the practice's behalf, we are speaking to them as if we're in the practice. The number that we call from is uh, very similar to the number that the practice has. Um, whenever they call us, we answer our phones as the billing office for that practice. Um, and we, we truly just want to be an extension of your team. And that kind of helps with that, takes, takes that billing aspect off of the plate. 
Wow. So, so I just heard a couple really amazing things that you're doing. And, and I want to talk about that, that fee schedule real quick, if that's okay, right? How often should doctors be looking at their fee schedules and updating them? And, and I bring that up because, right, billing's not my expertise. I, I don't understand how it works. But, you know, when I go to the doctor, when I go to the dentist, when I get my, you know, EOBs back, it looks like the game that's played is you just try to set your prices as high as possible and, and hope insurance pays you anything. And so, you know, how often should your doctors, right, if you're listening to this, talk a little bit about updating that fee schedule because we may be leaving money on the table if we're not updating those fee schedules. Absolutely. Um, fee schedules for your standard fee should actually be um, visited once a year. When the cost of living goes up, uh, your fee schedule should go up also. The game that the insurance company plays is to Get your fees as low as possible while your costs and everything else is going up. And so the, the main thing that you want to do is make sure that your standard fees are increasing every year in conjunction with the cost of living increase that you see across the board. Um, you also want to periodically, and I say periodically, usually it's about every two to three years, you want to revisit those fees with the insurance companies directly. Um, unfortunately, a lot of insurance companies are have gotten so big that they are unwilling to negotiate fees, but there are some things that we can do in order to um, help increase those fees and still be in network, but not be directly networked. Um, you know, there's a lot of insurance companies that borrow fees or lease fee schedules from other companies. And so if you have a company like MetLife who has historically low fee schedules, um, there are other companies that they lease from that may have a higher fee schedule. You may benefit from being in network with that higher fee schedule. Um, those are all things that we include in our um, fee schedule negotiations and fee schedule analysis. Okay, excellent. Now, will you get involved also in some of the networks that doctors are involved in and, and help them do some analysis in terms of, hey, is this, is this network worth being in? And, and maybe there's some other ones we should consider joining. Absolutely. Um, we truly believe that if you are going to be in network with a company, that that should be a give and take situation. It shouldn't just be I'm in network with them so that I can, you know, accept their patients. It should be that they're referring you to patients as they're calling in. It should be that whenever you call and you speak to somebody that you can get somebody on the line and that they're helping you. And it should be that the reimbursement is not causing you to lose money. And if you're at a point where your reimbursement is less than what you're spending to perform your services, then it's not a mutually beneficial relationship and it's time to go out of network with them. Okay, excellent. So, you know, for, for those of you listening, I, I hope this demonstrates just the importance of, of working with the best of the best experts in, in a particular field, right? Getting people who really know what they're doing and, and are able to, to connect everything and, and understand it. Because what started out as just a conversation about billing and, and making sure, you know, you're collecting money has now launched into, you know, being able to look at the networks that you are in for insurance. It's been, you know, a conversation on how you can save time in your your practice, right? There, there's so many things connect to this. And that's why working for the, the best of the best really, really matters. And so we actually have a, a question here. And so someone was asking, you know, what does the premium service look like? Does some form of collections come with that? So what are you doing for your, your people who are really taking full advantage of, of everything that you're doing, Anne-Marie? 
So the, um, I'm assuming that the collections portion that they're asking about is the patient billing. Um, and so we do have a couple of different tiers. Uh, we, the, we call it a call center. Um, and that's where we have the uh, phone number that's very similar to the practice that we answer the phone as that practice's name and or the billing department for that practice's name. And when we call, we call on behalf of that practice. Um, so there are some practices that only want us to send out statements and answer questions whenever the patient has questions. Uh, there are other practices that want us to contact the patient if we have uh, additional information that we need from um, after the claim has been sent out, additional information is required, and they only want us to contact the practice for that. And then there's some that want us to do all of it. Uh, send the statements for us, call and make the AR calls, try to get that AR money in. Um, they want us to you know, answer the questions and do everything with patient billing. And so we, we have different tiers and we, we really do try to, when we do our analysis of the company, we really try to make sure that we are customizing the plan for the practice so that there is never any um, chance that we are charging for something that you don't need. Okay, excellent. No, very, very helpful. Thanks for, for answering that. So the, the other thing that, the, that you touched on when you were going through your services was that when you answer the phones, you're not answering the phones as 360 dental billing, are you? No. Um, you're, the practices that take advantage of this premium service have a dedicated phone line. Um, if a practice has a VOIP, then we can actually kind of tie into that and create a, an option menu on their VOIP so that it comes directly to me. They don't have to call the billing number directly. Uh, practices that aren't quite to the VOIP yet can, um, they have a couple of different options. And, and, and real quick, VOIP, VOIP is, is what? What are you talking about when you mention that? Voiceover internet phone. Uh, okay. so instead of having a landline plugged into a, you know, like, old, you know, AT&T or, or whatever it was, it's actually a, a digital connection that is um, what a lot of businesses are going to. It's a more secure connection typically. Gotcha. So, so it's a more secure connection and, and it really is a phone line that can ring anywhere as long as you've got that internet connection. Absolutely. Okay. And you can actually even twin it so that it goes to your cell phone so that if um, one of our billers or, or even someone in your practice is away from their desk, it can, they can have it ring to their cell phone so they can still answer calls or um, questions that anyone may have. All right. So, so like you were saying, that really enables a, a practice to work with you and collaborate with you. And when patients call in, they may hear, a, you know, you know, kind of that, that standard message, or they may talk to the receptionist and say, can I have billing? And with a couple key presses, all of a sudden the phone's ringing to you and yeah. you can answer is, hi, this is the local dental practice. How can I help you? Right. Or, and if they haven't gotten to that, because, you know, not all areas even offer that yet, but even if they haven't gotten to that, they, our practices can still take advantage of that. Um, you know, there are some of our practices, they will say, we actually have a dedicated billing department. This is their number. And you can uh, give them the number and have them do it that way. Some practices have the ability of transferring to an outside number, even though they're landlines. That gets a little sticky um, and it isn't a very um, widely available option, but it has been an option before. Um, practices can also put the billing department number on their statement um, so that patients can call that way as well. 
Okay. How exciting. And what a neat thing for you to do to, to really be an extension of that office, right? You're not, you, right. Like you said, you're really functioning as a, as a partner, as someone who's collaborating with these offices to help them expand, grow and, and reclaim their time. Absolutely. Um, you know, honestly, one of the biggest hurdles that we've had is uh, in coming into a practice is that someone who was previously doing billing or an office manager thinks that we're coming in to replace them. And honestly, we aren't here to replace anything. What we're here to do is to replace the time suck that your office has that is insurance billing and allow you to get back to what you're good at. Um, so that person who was previously doing billing, the person who was previously, you know, answering questions for patients, we want them to come alongside. We want to come alongside them rather and work side by side with them as a team member and help them get back to taking care of patients that are there face to face. Wow. So, so powerful. And, right. And this matters, right? This really matters for your practice. And, and in fact, you were sharing with me before we went live, just that there was a doctor you were working with whose financials, well, they weren't looking so good. And then the collections weren't so hot. And you were really able to, to come in there and help them. Walk us through kind of what happened and, and what that practice looked like when the billing wasn't working so hot and what it looks like now with the billing in place. So whenever the um, practice first came to us, their collections were down in the 50s. That means that you're only being reimbursed for about 30% of the production that you've done because we already have a reduction for insurance. And now we have AR that's just sitting there uncollected. Um, you know, after a certain amount of time, it's it becomes uncollectible. You know, you can't even pursue it. Um, so this practice was was right at bankruptcy. Um, it was a, a new buy-in. I know that that's a, a common practice these days is to purchase a practice that's already established. And that's what happened here is that the practice had been mm -hmm. established and it was a purchase. And um, there was some staff that were not really doing what they needed to do on the insurance side because the practice was so busy. Um, so the office manager located um, 360 Dental Billing and we got started for them. We were able to do an analysis of their practice and find some of the key areas where they were lacking. Um, and it, it honestly could be something as simple as your database isn't set up properly. Your um, the clearinghouse that you're using isn't set up properly. Your claims are going to the wrong address. Your staff needs a little bit of additional training on what information needs to be put in. Um, so we were able to do that analysis. We found the issues that needed to be fixed on the office side, and we were able to really focus on the aging report, hone in on it and troubleshoot the issues and get them fixed. Now the practice operates at 99, 98% collections every single month. Oh my gosh, that's that's absolutely amazing. And and are they on the brink of bankruptcy anymore? No, not even close. In fact, they have um, outsourced every option that we have of outsourcing they brought to us because they really understand the value of outsourcing and um, how it has not only increased their collections, but it's increased their relationship with their patients. You don't have someone at the front desk saying, hold on a second because they're on hold with the insurance company. They're able to greet that patient with a smile. During all of this COVID, they're able to make sure that their offices are cleaned properly, that their patients are safe, that they're able to get people in and out the right way. You know, you can't do that if you're on hold with an insurance company. You can't do that if you're being pulled away. 
So, so true. And so, you know, if you're listening to this, right, how do you how do you get started down this road, right? How do you start doing that analysis, right? How do I even start sorting through all the, the choices? What are some tips and tricks that you can give our, our listeners if they want to start considering and looking at outsourcing their billing as a way to really improve their time, improve their collections? And, and like you even just mentioned, start building better patient relationships. Um, I think that the best thing to do, because Unfortunately, a lot of doctors just trust that their office manager is doing what needs to be done. Um, and that's not to say that their office manager isn't doing what needs to be done. But the office manager may be so overwhelmed or your billing person may be so overwhelmed with other responsibilities that things have gone by the wayside. And he or she is just afraid to say something or they think that they have it under control the next week they'll be able to get to it. Um, as a business owner, it's important to be able to review those reports and understand what they say and what your financials look like. It's important to be able to look at them firsthand and say, ah, this isn't as good of a month as I expected it to be. Um, even for practices that are highly, highly successful, if you're operating at an 80% collection rate, you're still not operating as successfully as you could. So looking at reports, um, knowing what reports you're looking at, knowing what they mean, knowing what collections are acceptable and what collections are not, knowing that you don't have to accept an 80% collection rate. I know in, in school, 80% is a, a good percentage, but in the billing world, we want it to be 95 to 99%, that's attainable. It's not, you know, a, a number in the clouds that's not attainable. It's absolutely attainable if you have the right staff. Okay. Um, and then once you decide, you know, where or if there are problems, um, talking with your billing staff and just having a candid conversation and saying, how can I help you? Um, where do you need help? Where, how can we get this, you know, if we brought this in, would that be helpful? Um, and then, you know, if you, if you decide that you would like to bring in a resource or, or have an analysis done of your practice, you know, go into our website, uh, 360dentalbilling.com. There's a pop-up and, you know, it tells you, get your free analysis today. Let us know and we would be happy to do that for you. Okay, excellent. So, so really, even starting with something as simple as asking the question of what do my collections rate look like? And yeah. ask your billing team. And if it's in the 70s or 80s, it may make sense to start looking at, at other things that are out there. Right. And even um, practices that are, are kind of... Um, undecided if they're they're wanting to invite someone in to their practice remotely um, we we still would love to do an analysis we would love to review your practice and let you know where we can help if we can help it's not it's not a guarantee that you know we can help it might be that we look at your collections and we're like wow your collections are amazing I think you may have just run the wrong report you know um, but then just talking with them and letting them know, what we can do for them, finding out where their concerns are and uh, where they want to go and just working together to find out the best options for that practice. Excellent. Right. And I would encourage you, if, you, if you're listening to this, take advantage of this, right? A conversation costs you a little bit of time, but for spending that little bit of time, you may reclaim a lot of time in your practice. I'm a big fan of outsourcing because like I've, I've talked about so often is you can access some of the best talent that's out there and you can really get back to focusing on what you're good at. And so if you're not sure if your billing's working correcting, correctly and just isn't running as efficiently as it should, even if you've got that billing team or you're working with someone else, 
it never hurts to get a second opinion and really see where you're at and make sure things are, are working. And I couldn't think of anyone better to, to give you that second opinion than, than Anne Marie right now. So, so reach out, take advantage of that. That's why we, that's why we do these live shows is to help you build that amazing practice and give you the tools and the resources so that you can continue to grow, scale, and really work with your patients and do what you are, you're good at and what you enjoy. So Anne Marie, I've, I've posted the link to 360, um, in the in the chat there but how can how else can people connect with you um honestly the best way i, I know that people's time is so valuable and it's, it's definitely at a premium um so the best way is through our website all of the contact information is on the site as well um you can contact me directly at Anne marie and with an e marie at 360dentalbilling.com um, we also have a toll-free number which is 877-515- nine seven two one um you can find us on facebook um instagram twitter linkedin we're on all of those as well excellent so any closing thoughts for us before we sign off here you know i just uh i just want to reiterate that you know 2020 was just a it was a hard time and a lot of practices spent a lot of time out of their practice and their collections really suffered for it. Um, during that time, we were still working. We were, um, you know, we were still getting your claims from prior to COVID paid. We were still giving information about how you could get back to your practice. We were still troubleshooting and we were still empowering you to get back to what you're good at. Um, so we just, we love what we do. Um, you know, we are amazing at what we do. We have results and um, we really look forward to uh, speaking with some new practices. Wow. Well, well Anne-Marie, I know I'm certainly walking away with a better understanding of, of how to reclaim time in a, a dental practice and how to spend less time on hold with the insurance company. I definitely have an, an insight into the, the difference of billing in-house and, you know, versus outsourcing and, and even kind of a framework for how to decide what's right for, for you and your practice. And I feel even more confident in making those outsourcing billing decisions. So thank you, Anne-Marie, for being such an amazing guest. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. Now, you can listen to this stuff all day long. And if you listen to it and you don't take action, you're not going to get any benefit. And I don't want that to happen to you. So, so don't just listen to these things. Get out there and implement them. And if you do that, you're going to be able to build that amazing life of significance. You're going to be able to take even better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really change the world for the better. So don't just listen. Get out there, take action, and go make it a great day. I'm Tim McNeely. I'm your host, and we'll see you again soon for another edition of Dental Wealth Nation.